1-0, Fred Nats in front. RBI double from Viandel Pena in the third. Opened up the scoring tonight. Santos working 1-2-3 in the fourth. And misses down low to T.J. White starting the fifth inning. Here's his winded 1-0. White grounds it to the right side, and it skips through Miskai. Bounces into right field. Miskai tried to go down to a knee and spear that baseball. But White comes up with a single. Hit the grand slam yesterday, and he's on to lead off the fifth. Well... We heard news uh, start of the week that an Astros Hall of Famer, Baseball Hall of Famer, was going to be in town, and we were hoping to bring him on to the broadcast, and sure enough, we've made it happen. Jeff Bagwell, MLB Hall of Famer, Houston Astros legend, a guy that I imitated in my backyard, his batting stance. He's made it onto the broadcast. Jeff, welcome. Thanks so much for being here. Good to be here. here. Sorry you had to try that. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that to most. I mixed in a little Moises Salou as well, Chipper Jones. I tried to switch it. I, hey, I mixed them all one, in. Those ones work right there. <laughs> Moises is tough too. Yeah. I did the I did the funky ones. Jake Sullivan bounces it left side and it's an 0 1 count. So Jeff, really cool to have you here working with all of the uh, the Fayetteville players this year in the cage and, and on the field the last couple of days. And is this your first time out at Segra Stadium? Is. Yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Pitches down and outside, one and one on Sullivan. Yeah, ballpark in 2019, last year. And Jeff, in 2020, I know you linked on with the Astros. You're now a community outreach executive for them, working a variety of different roles. You're a broadcaster, you're a coach. You make public appearances as the pitches uh, hit down the right field line and out of play. Uh, but what was uh, the ultimate purpose of your trip out here to Fayetteville? I know you're also with uh, Enos Cabell out here, working with different players. And what have you been doing so far here in town? Well, pretty much what you said, you know, came out here for the first time to see this beautiful ballpark, which has been great, but got a chance to be with the guys, kind of get to know them a little bit. I work with them in spring training, get a chance to reconnect with them, give them some ideas, more, you know, failures that I've had and how to get out of what, what takes you to get out mm-hmm. to the next, you know, to the next level, you know, because these guys don't want to be here for that long. They're trying mm-hmm. to move up. So reconnecting with them, giving them some advice, some ideas of what I see in their swings. But more than anything else is just the mental part of the game, what mm-hmm. it's like to play every single day, to go through ups and downs during the season, <clears throat> to kind of maintain an even keel and just keep working. Bouncing ball hit out to short, could be two. Whitaker flips to Ramirez. The turn is in time, 6-4-3. to four to three. White forced out at second. And there's two quick outs for Santos in the fifth. So, yeah, basically here we're trying to get these guys to be more consistent. You know, young kids have a tough time being consistent. Yeah. And it's their first time they've really played a full season. You know, to play 140, know, somewhere around 140 games is a long time for these guys. They play here in the heat and stuff like that. So get a get kind of a game plan of how they're going to go about their day um, to try and maximize the time they have here to get all their work in. We've got a beautiful facilities here. And just a pleasure to come down and see young kids because they're dying for information, mm-hmm. dying to work hard, and just to get a consistent routine for them. Strike to Rivero, and it's a one and one. Yeah, in 2019, Jeff, we were at the high A level, still in the Carolina League, but after the reorganization of the minors, now we find ourselves at the bottom of the Astros affiliate. So you do have those draft players coming in for the very first time, experiencing uh, failure in their pro career a lot of the time after really successful college careers. And it seems like in today's era of baseball, it's harder to hit than ever. I have you as a 21-year-old in, in high A, and I can't imagine there was many advanced scouting reports against you in, in that time compared to now, and it's yeah, probably tough to I navigate. Want, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it's good or bad. Yeah. Like sometimes it's better to dumb up hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do have tons of information. It's, it's to take that information, what works for them. 
Alex Santos finishes a 1-2-3 inning with a strikeout by Rivera. Well, uh, Jeff, with these uh, new pitch clocks, time flies by yes, in these innings. We, we, we can get into that a little bit. Do you have another half inning? I sure do. All right, thanks so much. We'll be right back with Baseball Hall of Famer and Astros legend Jeff Bagwell. Victor Miskai, lefty, leads off the Fayetteville fifth inning. Woodpeckers trail the Fred Nats 1-0. Rodney Theophile is back onto the mound and delivers a first pitch off the outside for ball one to Miskai. He'll be followed by Tyler Whitaker and Cody Orr. It's the 5, 6, and 7 of the order. Andrew Chapman, Colin Casey. Honored to be joined by Jeff Bagwell here in the booth. Final day in Fayetteville before Jeff heads up to Asheville to hang out with some of the high A ball players with the tourists. A swing and a miss by Miskai. Jeff, right before we went to break, we talked about that pitch clock, which is yeah. really speeding up the pace of play. We played a game that was 156 I this year. It. Bouncing ball hit out to first. This will be played by Emiliani. Some of the early averages are showing that runs and hits are still about the same as before the pitch clock rule, but still, as, as a hitter, i got to imagine that's tough in the box, and is that something you're talking to guys with? I have. I talked to them today as a group today about that. You know, this team, the game's on fast forward. <clears throat> like, you have a certain amount of time, 14 seconds, to get in the box with somebody on base, or excuse me, without somebody on base. Mm -hmm. You know, next thing you know, you can be 0-2 real quick, and then you got to be careful what's to pick out your pitch. So it's, it becomes very difficult, and the kids got to be really patient and understand you get three strikes and you don't have to swing at everything mm -hmm. you know just be patient and be with what you're focused on when you get to home plate Tyler Whitaker takes a strike and it's a one and one count Jeff I know you're coming at it from a batter's perspective but who do you think that benefits more the pitcher or the batter to have that sped up pace 100 percent the pitcher mm -hmm. because the hitter doesn't have time to collect himself uh, we talked about that today, too, and I talked about it with the pitchers, too. Go right after guys as fast as you can. And, you know, when they stay on the mound and they deliver the ball fast, you don't have much time as a hitter to collect yourself, think about what's going on, and tell yourself to slow down, and next thing you know, the pitch is coming. So difficult transition for the kids. I imagine, uh, you know, being in that situation. I know they talk about bringing it to the big leagues, but I don't think they can do it that fast there yet. 2-2 pitch to Tyler Whitaker. He's rolled left side of the diamond, deep in the hole, backhanded by Rivera. A one-hopping throw gets through Emiliani. Hits the face into the Fayetteville dugout. And Whitaker will likely get the credit for an infield single. That was a close play. I don't know if he's ruled out if that ball is picked. Wait for the official scoring decision to come in on that one. But Whitaker is aboard with one out in the bottom of the fifth inning. Jeff, I got to ask you about uh, the big league level here in Fayetteville, third year of our franchise. So we're finally seeing some of those players from the inaugural season make an impact at the right. big league level, whether it's the pitching, uh, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia. Yeah. Uh, on the hitting side, Jeremy Pena is the talk around Fayetteville. And uh, right now you look at some of the top yeah. players in the rookie of the year uh, race, and he's the top of the American League. You were... Uh, rookie of the year yourself and I think a lot of talent evaluators knew that Pena's glove would play at the big league level the question would be can he hit and he's and he's been, been doing that what's, been, what's the reaction around Houston to Jeremy Pena no, this they're year? very excited obviously you want you come in and you're supposed to replace Carlos Correa which you can't do mm -hmm. um, he's done a great job of of just being level-headed go about his business uh, he's got a bunch of veteran players on his team that can help him out kind of coax him through what it's like in the big leagues done a great job been great defensively he's done great offensively and you're right he's one of the candidates for rookie of the year and it's just it's been a pleasure to watch and I'm glad the people here at Fayetteville got a chance to watch him play at the shoulders Theophile throws Whitaker on the move or sends this one sky high up along the right field line slicing into foul territory it will fall between Emiliani and Arias both of them had a long way to run nobody could get there 
and it's one and two on Cody. That was the 91 season, I believe, for you that you won the, the, the rookie of the year. What is your mental process through that whole season? Are you uh -huh. telling yourself, eventually, I got to cool down, right? I'm facing big leaguers for the first time. What do you think you know what, in you the mind of You don't you're, think anything. Yeah. It just, it's like a blur. Uh -huh. Like you're just having fun and you're just playing. It's kind of like the essence of baseball. Mm -hmm. You're just a kid having fun and just following the veterans around, trying to figure out how to play this game. You look around and your numbers become, you know, pretty good at the time that you know to win a rookie of the year you know with what i don't know 294 or something like that but mm -hmm. it it just was a blur you know and i'm sure Pena's going through the same thing although yeah. like you said earlier though i didn't have social media back then we didn't have all these channels and all that kind of stuff we had like baseball america and the usa today that was about it mm -hmm. so it's a little different ball game for kids now but uh, certainly fun watching our our young kids play now one two pitch before that though a throw over to first base and imagine there was decent amount of maybe call it pressure on you that first full year in Houston coming over from the Boston system. We got a we got a we got a Red Sox fan, yeah. uh, at least a Massachusetts yeah. uh hey, I'm native, still a Red Sox fan too. <laughs> I'm still a Red Sox fan. I really am. I just as long as they don't play against us, I'm I'm good. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't too much for me. I was coming into a situation where we weren't expected to win. Mm -hmm. A kid like Pena is coming to the Houston Astros. We're expected to win and he's expected to produce. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. Anybody that comes up for the Houston Astros, there's pressure because if you don't play well, you're going to get sent down. Uh, Tucker was like that. He got sent down a few times and has finally picked that up and been great for us. So he's got a lot. Um, Power yep. ball down the left field line. There you go, Jeff. Yeah, I was say, we, we, we mentioned at the top of our yeah, conversation. Yeah. No, I don't uh, do that part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got Todd Callis and uh, Rob yeah. Ford taking care yes, of the they, uh, they the play-by-play. Do you prefer me. TV or radio? What do you prefer, Raph? Uh, you've been doing like, both this year. I like TV because radio, because you guys got to give the count, you got to give the pitch, and you got to give all mm -hmm. that. So when I open my big mouth and I keep talking about stories, I kind of yeah. have to stop and I lose focus sometimes. But either way, it's all good. I love baseball and I love to hear it. I love to talk about it. Uh, and I certainly love visiting with these young kids. Yeah, TV, the pictures can tell the story. Yes. Rob Ford Radio has to constantly describe, yes, exactly lay right. out where the fielders are, and it's tough to do that when Jeff Bagwell's talking. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I have to understand that. I've only done it for three games, so i, I got to get better at it. But uh, you guys do a great job and, and very much enjoy my time here. Steve Sparks is the yes, is. normal uh, radio analyst. There's along with about Steve yeah. Sparks. <laughs> Did you ever take a Steve Sparks knuckleball deep in your career? I don't think I ever faced him, no. No? Um, but I would have liked to because I look at those days as off days. Knuckleballs, uh -huh. those things don't count. You just sit there and swing like softball. If it's high, if yeah. high, let it fly. If it's low, let it go. High, let it fly. Low, let it go with the knuckleball. That's it. That's a good philosophy. I wish I, it's is it dead in modern day baseball the knuckleball I think so I, I it's all about velocity now yeah they don't want to see that anymore I don't know if we'll ever see see it again I mean Wakefield pitched for 20 years yeah R.A. Dickey one of the last to do it successfully pitch off the outside to Rivas and it's three and one Fayetteville trailing one nothing in this bottom of the fifth inning Hoyt, Hoyt Wilhelm if you go even further back got another bunch of guys you know it was really popular in, in the middle of the century and just kind of slowly it petered was. out. Well, you can give innings with knuckleball pitchers. You know, mm -hmm. give your bullpen a rest. You know, guys that throw knuckleballs can pitch a lot. Um, so there is a benefit to it. You just, <clears throat> everybody's so concerned with velocity now. But the problem is we're walking too many guys. Right. Uh, there's a ton of walks. There's a ton of strikeouts. And that's why they say it's a slow game. Um, you know, maybe it is, maybe it's not. Uh, it depends on how much you love baseball. So 
you know, I still love the game. Would I like to see guys throw more strikes and pitch mm-hmm. more innings? Yes, I, I believe in that. Um, but it is what it is, and now it's just about how hard you can throw and for how many innings you can yeah. get. To. Yeah, we were talking pitch clock. Have you considered any of the other alternatives, anything that, that you like when it comes to the shifts or maybe the, uh, the condensed strike yeah. zone or the expanded strike zone, I guess, to get guys swinging a little bit more? I think it's... It, you know, just thinking out loud, I, I think if you lowered the strikes on a little bit, that would help a ton. Yeah. Um, but what I do like is this new, this thing that the catchers use on there. Well, I don't, you guys the probably pitch, know what it's pitch called. Pitchcom. Yeah, pitchcom. I think that really helps out. I think it speeds the game up. I think it takes the anxiety out, away from the pitchers so they don't freaking out at somebody at second base or somebody, you know, stealing signs and stuff like that. I think that'll speed stuff up a lot. But other than that, I don't want to change too much of the game. The game is too great how it is. I don't want to make this into a video game. Right. Uh, we're going to do that with the electronic strike zone. You can't take out anybody out of second base. Here's a one-hopper hit behind second. Underhand flip, and that'll end the inning. Very much enjoyed it, guys. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Jeff Bagwell, thanks so Keep much for, good work. for joining us, and uh, safe travels on the way to Asheville. Thank thanks so much, much for being here. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, brother.